Welcome to the Screen Addicts Podcast, episode three. Dun, dun, dun. Bum. And, uh, bum. It is. It is. It is. Steven, Chris, Chris and, Jeremy. and Jeremy. And just to let everybody know, we will be posting that podcast every Wednesday. Uh, different topics. Guys, if there's something you want us to cover, talk about, let us know. Get us on our Facebook page if you haven't liked it already. It's Screen Addicts. Um, I think that's about it. Oh, hey, subscribe to us. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. We're on TuneIn and Pocket Cast. So we're going to kick this thing off with some maybe uh, some interesting things we watched this past week. Um, anything? Hey, we can't guarantee that. <laughs> Are you, sure? Are you sure? I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> All right. All right. Steven, anything? Uh, yeah, I did actually. Um, based on our first episode, the summer movie preview, I had a notable mention in there and it was called the nice guys. And it was a film written and directed by Shane black. And it starred Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe. And I've got to tell you fellas, that movie from start to finish was great. I loved it. It was funny. It was it was pretty violent and it was very profane and vulgar. So if you're a little uh a little hesitant to hear naughty words, then it's definitely not your type of a movie. But you know, Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe, man, they they've never really been known for their comedic prowess, if you will, but they delivered on every count and it was it was such a great movie. And um, another one that I watched was an Oscar-nominated film called Brooklyn, and I've been putting it on for a while. Not not necessarily just because well, I don't want to watch it because it's a chick flick. Because let me tell you, fellas, I love chick flicks. That's right, I said it. I love chick flicks. I love all movies. That's what I do. I listen to movies. Dude, it's it's amazing. You know what that is? It's a little shake weighty. It's what? It's a little shake weighty. Oh, see, I couldn't, I couldn't hear your insults because I was too busy swept up by the romantic epicness of the Notebook. Anyway, Brooklyn is a really good movie. It's set in the fifties, I believe, and it's just about an Irish immigrant who comes over to New York, hence Brooklyn. And, um, and I don't know. It was just a really good movie. And, um, yeah. <laughs> what about you guys? Jeremy? Oh, let's see. I watched uh, 13 Hours of the Secret Soldiers of Benghazi, Michael Bay's new movie. Four-star action movie, I would say. Uh, it, it's, it, it's your Michael Bay action movie. If you liked Bad Boys 2, if you liked uh, Bad Boys, exactly. If you liked I did the, it. Uh, you got problems. Uh, <laughs> if you like The Rock, uh, and there is one thing uh, really awesome about this movie. Uh, Steven, uh, y- y- what was the best camera shot in Pearl Harbor? When they dropped the uh, the atomic bomb on one of the battleships? Exactly. <laughs> there is a mortar attack in this they're attacking the U.S. Embassy or wherever they're stationed at, and 
he the camera goes into the mortar tube and it follows the mortar all the way out of the tube all the way through the air and down to explosion it's nice so basically michael bay is one of the few directors that's so impressed with his own ability that he rips himself off is that what you're saying I mean, he's done it before, and he'll do it till the end of time. And I hope he never stops, personally. That's just my opinion. I hope he stops right now. <laughs> hey, Jeremy. Yep. Pull your, mic, pull your mouth away from your mic. I can hear what you ate for lunch, brother. Give it a little bit of that TLC to the microphone there, Jerome. <laughs> Well, what about you, Chris? Did you see anything um, good this week? No movies, really, but I did catch up on my uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Oh, and yeah. I caught up on Arrow. Mm-hmm. And then, I, of course, you know, Sunday night, I watched Game of Thrones. And big, epic episode. It was great. Made everybody cry. No I'm going to cry just thinking about it, personally. <sighs> hey, hey, hey! Anyway, we're we're done with that part. With this is this is we're going to get to the main part of this podcast, everybody. Um, I had a challenge, fellas, and as hypothetically speaking, him Ben Affleck gets sick. He comes down with pneumonia for like the next eight months. Anyway, so he he. he, he Taps our shoulder to uh, write his script, pitch his movie for his solo Batman film. So, at a predetermined order, we're all going to pitch you a Batman solo movie with Ben Affleck. And what we want you to do after you hear all three pitches, I want you to go on our Facebook, Screen Addicts Facebook and uh, vote for who who's, who you think is the best, which will be me. Just I spell say. Steven with a V, people. Not Stefan. Stefan. No, Stefan. So, from the predetermined order by Jeremy, because he picked the right number, <laughs> uh, Steven, I believe you are first. Okay. Well, my Batman movie to start off will be called The Batman because it's never been called The Batman. And I didn't know that Ben Affleck was coming down with a case of pneumonia because in eight months, I think he's probably dead and we would have to recast the character. So could I just kind of keep his medical um, inclinations kind of to the wayside a bit? Because I kind of want him to be my Batman. Although I did have this idea of having The Rock come in and be Batman and Kevin Hart come in as Robin and just kind of like flip it into a comedy. But I don't know if, uh, I don't know if the mainstream audience is ready for something like that. I don't. So think if so. I can, yeah, probably not. Okay. So that one's scratched right off the table. Okay. So I will keep Ben Affleck. He, um, he wasn't able to prepare the script. So I wrote it for him, but he is healthy enough to continue reprising his role as Bruce Wayne and the Batman. So my movie is called the Batman, much like I said, just a few seconds ago. It's never been done before. It's never been said. And let's face it. He's the best thing to come out of Batman v Superman, whether you love the movie, hated the movie, or you're still trying to figure out what the hell happened there. But my movie and, you know, I, I had so many ideas and um, 
you know, I wanted to do kind of like a version of the killing joke, but DC animations releasing a brand new animated cartoon of it this um this summer with Mark Hamill coming back to reprise his role as the Joker and it's the first ever R-rated Batman movie in history. So it's definitely going to go along the lines with the graphic nature of the graphic novel, no pun intended. So I decided not to do that because it would be too fresh in people's minds. And um, I, I, I kind of wanted to build to a, um, a hush movie because hush in the, in the cartoons, you know, it has pretty much every single Batman villain that was popular, the most popular, you know, it has, it has, you know, Joker, Catwoman, Penguin, the Riddler, Harley Quinn. It has Solomon Grundy. It has just so many characters all revolving around this big plan by Hush, you know, an unknown entity in the Gotham City um, that's coming back to exact revenge on Batman for whatever reason that I won't give away. And then I had another idea that, um, you know, let's just go crazy with it. Egghead, Egghead, one of the most underrated villains in Batman lore. Edmet, Edhead, Egghead, see, I can't even say his name right. It's so ridiculous. Egghead, Solomon Grundy, Clayface, Toy Man, just all the most bizarre Batman villains. Give them their just due. I mean, come on. Who, 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 who isn't everybody just tired of the Joker? Okay, that's not true. Everybody loves the Joker. So my final pitch here was... The um, and I know, Chris, you probably thought I was going to say the Red Hood, but I am not. I did. I am not going with the Red Hood. And I kind of wanted to until you, you know, you called my bluff. So I said, I can't do the Red Hood. It's too easy now. But I will say for the Batman standalone movie, I have decided to have Batman in a situation where he is taking on these vigilantes around Gotham City that are murdering people, murdering big business corporate you know, in enterprises and stuff like that. And it's the court of owls. Now the court of owls are a group of high profile, you know, one percenters in Gotham city who band together in this secret society, much like the skulls, which was a uh, very underrated Joshua Jackson, Paul Walker, rest in peace film. And um, they're a high society criminals and they work in this secret lair underground where they, are as known as the court of owls. So we've never really seen too much of Bruce Wayne in the, in the corporate espionage aspect of everything. So I think a little bit of that, you know, you, you get to work with Bruce Wayne there, you know, with Wayne enterprises and all the shady dealings that he's trying to overcome. And the court of owls are there to take out Batman. Well, they need a little bit of assistance and this is where they hire again, no pun intended, a hired gun by the name of Deathstroke. Deathstroke, one of the greatest Batman villains to not ever be in a Batman movie. He did get his just due on Arrow. The entire season two is pretty much dedicated to him as the main villain. But come on, Deathstroke would just hack the Green Arrow with ease. It isn't even a competition. He needs to be in the top level. Come on, come on. Wanting to pull the audience from Deadpool now. Come on. Deadpool? Who's that? I'm talking yeah, about see? Deathstroke. Oh, yeah, Slade yeah, yeah. Wilson, not Wade Wilson. Oh, I'm a Slade oh, guy. But in any event, 
the Court of Owls hires Deathstroke to go after Batman, and Deathstroke he's got the Urukai, so he's super super strong, powerful, and so Batman might need a little help from Superman. Nah, he doesn't need it. He figures out a way. He injects himself with the Urukai, making him super strong for the first time, and then he decides to clean house on the Court of Owls and Deathstroke, and that, my friends, is the Batman coming summer two thousand twenty five. <laughs> Yeah, because it'll take that long to put that piece of shit together. That's funny because uh, the Court of Owls was a big part of Gotham season two. Are you serious? Mm hmm. Oh, man. Well, I'm sure they'll be better in my movie. (laughs) This is what, yeah, this is exactly what I get for not watching Gotham. Okay. Can I ask, though, who are you going to cast to play Deathstroke? To play Deathstroke. Oh, well. Um, me, <laughs> because I want to play, I want to be in the movies. I want to be in the Batman movies, but I don't know if I thought about it. Um, see, you know, I, your pitch already has holes, brother. but you see, but from a producer's standpoint, you can't just cast a guy right yeah. off the bat. You can't go for your top pick. Cause there's also these negotiations for contracts. Like how much money will he get? What kind of this catering a, does he need? brother. Come on, we can hire anybody. Maybe I'm getting too Money's no object. I'm thinking realistically here because this one, this is the Batman that's going to take off. I'm telling you. Who's going to direct Deathstroke? Direct it? Well, probably Ben Affleck. I mean, he's working on the Batman himself, so. Right. Might as well have him do it. Jeff Johns definitely needs to co write it, which I heard he is, so that's also a good thing. And the real one, not my fake. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> version of the film, which is probably going to be better anyway. <laughs> and then the Joker uh, shows up in the end, <laughs> just because. <laughs> Jared Leto Joker? Of course. He's already in canon. I have to use him. I can't just no, recast him. Yeah, well, since it's a fake movie, you can do whatever the hell you want. That's, That's right. right. I'm thinking realistically here, fellas. And the Batman, directed by Steven Sosa, is the winner. That's the one to see. I thought Next. was directing it. <laughs> All right. That so, or I know. will go back to my original pitch of The Rock and Kevin Hart. Nope. 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 You're done. You're done. Damn it. You're getting a hook right now. Throw the Throw tomatoes it. at his ass. Get out yeah. of there. All right, Jeremy. You are number two. Pitch. Oh. <clears throat> All right. Well, since we're assuming we're legit writers and everything around here, um, uh, my Batman movie is a one-off Batman movie. It's not connected to the extended new universe they're doing. It's nothing like that. It's a standalone like Nolan's Batman trilogy was. Ben can be Batman. I don't want him to direct it. This movie is called is going to be called Batman's One Bad Day. And the killing joke is the inspiration. One bad day. That is good. Because that's, mm. yeah. And Ben can still be Batman. I want Ben to be Batman because he's by far the best cinematic Batman we've ever had. 
But as good of a director as Ben is, I want David Fincher to make this movie. Ooh. And I want it to be an R-rated live action Batman movie. So I wanted to stay true to everything, to the animated film, to the badass graphic novel that is out there. But since the graphic novel is so short, it's not really long enough for a feature film on its own. So we're going to have to do some adjusting and adding and playing with it a little bit. And since Barbara Gordon is a big part of this movie, since she would be a big part of this movie, I would say, like the animated film, we have to have a prologue with Barbara Gordon. And I would think that would be a good spot for Harley Quinn to show up and beat down Barbara Gordon with her bat. So when the Joker shows up later and does what he does, it would, yeah, it would essentially, she would just be a wounded, walking wounded, and be even more wounded after that. So she becomes an oracle. (laughs) Exactly. Mm -hmm. Are you still using Jared Leto and Margot Robbie as your... Joker I would Harley. use Margot Robbie because she seems like she would be right, the right Harley Quinn, even though she has nothing to do with the novel. Now, Jared Leto, no, he would not be the Joker for this because he is not the Joker type that this would require. Jared Leto is basing his performance on George Romero. I don't want Batman 66 in this. Uh, I would say I want Heath Ledger, but, uh, well, we all know why we can't have Heath Ledger anymore. So, who would be a good psychotic Joker? And my choice would be Edward Norton. The the Incredible Hulk? (laughs) The Incredible Hulk goes to DC and becomes the Joker. (laughs) Did you just rewatch Primal Fear? Is that why you're thinking, Edward? No, actually, I didn't. But that's that's a good thought. He could tap back into that. (laughs) Ed would be a he would be a good psycho Joker. Not bad. Not bad. And yeah, that that's uh, I, and I would want it to stay completely true, be the fr- and it would be a complete one off. Uh no sequels. Just, that, no sequels. Yeah. That's why Fincher needs to do it, because Fincher doesn't really do sequels. <laughs> right. Hmm. You know, I had another thought before, Chris, you deliver this, what you have been promising to be the most epic Batman movie ever made. What would you guys think of George Clooney now now being Batman and doing The Dark Knight Returns? Because for people that aren't familiar with The Dark Knight Returns, you know what I'm saying? Like, he, he, I mean, that would be perfect now because... You know, for people that aren't familiar with The Dark Knight Returns, it's a comic book that 
you know, a lot of the fight sequences from Batman v Superman came from that. And, you know, George Clooney, Batman in in those in that series is in his 60s. Like he's pretty old. He's beat down. He's just retired. But then he comes back into the into the fray. Hence the Dark Knight Returns. And he's just a beaten old man. And I don't know. I think George Clooney now doing that would redeem everything that took place in Batman and Robin. That's yeah. just that's just me. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. We'll All right, Chris. Yeah. I'm dying, man. I have to hear it. the yeah. pitch. Oh, I've got to right. hear it. I've, I mean, I'm... First of all, let, 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 let me tell you, okay? okay. Stephen's movie, movie sucked. sucked. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Deathstroke Death is, is probably the best part of that movie. movie. And he doesn't even know who the hell's going to play So... So... Scott Eastwood from Suicide Squad. And then, and we, then have we have Jeremy, who's just, who's just basically, basically taking, taking a, a, script a script already, already made, made, so that's, that's not, not very, very original. original. Um, it's a graphic so novel, dog. Gra- graphic novel this. Anyway. anyway. Hell, Wolverine so, so. 3s are going to be about old man Logan, so there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> now shut, shut, up, shut up and shut listen up to Excellence Boys. Excellence Boys. Okay. Okay. My Batman, Batman solo, solo film is going to be called Batman Into the Night. Okay. okay. And no and Steven, Steven is, is not the porn. The porn. It name. sounded kind of dirty. It it I looked it up. I looked it up and it's not. I'm just saying. Okay. Sounds kind of dirty. <laughs> okay. Okay. So. So. Uh, it's going to be directed uh, by... A great gonna be superhero film director. Superhero film I'm going to steal him from Marvel. I'm going to steal him from Marvel. John. And it's going to be John. Fabaru. Fabaru. Okay. Okay. I mean, the chef. He's already, he's already, he's already he's proven, proven that he can do great, great superhero heroes, right? Right? Sure. Sure. Okay. 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 Ben Affleck's going to be Batman. Batman. Of course. Of course. And then you have my villain, my main villain in the movie. And that so was Edward that. Edward Nigma is gonna be my villain. And that is gonna be played by NPH. Ah. Neil Patrick Harris. We've all seen the oh. picture of him as the Riddler online and it looks badass. So I think he can take us and I'm gonna go a little psychotic with it, not so psychotic like Joker psychotic, but pretty damn close okay and then i'm also going to give the people the batman and robin film they've always wanted who has so always wanted that everybody the batman and robin film that is out there is, utter, utter, is like, like horse horse well yeah <laughs> so it's the greatest of all time i'm going to Make, make a Batman and Robin, Robin film that is going to kill, kill all Batman. All Batman and I'm going to do the Jason, Jason Todd role, played by, I'm going to recast it here as Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I'm going to keep a Commissioner Gordon, Gordon in, who they have already casted, J.K. Simmons. And in my movie, Jason Todd is going to have a love interest. And this is going to be Barbara Gordon. Slash 
she's going to start. You're just going to see her as Barbara Gordon. But you're going to get hints that she's going to be Batgirl soon. And she's going to be played by Chloe Grace Moore. Hit girl herself. That's good casting. Okay. Okay, so this movie of mine, Into the Night, K-N-I-G-H-T, is going to take place before BVS, okay? okay. This is going to show you how Ben Affleck has gotten so tormented and how he's gone through so much to get to where the point where he is in BVS. BVS. Okay, this, this film is going to have a, gonna have a feel, feel of, of uh, the movie Seven. Seven. Okay, where Edward Nigma is just going to be just going to be causing chaos, killing people, but for a reason. But for a reason. Okay, there's the he commits a murder, leaves some clues, clues, some riddles, riddles. And while uh, Batman is so engulfed so in trying to get Edward Newman, the Riddler, Jason Todd, Robin, is going to have to handle all his other all his other cases, everything that else is going on in Gotham, okay? And it's going to take a toll on him because he's not ready for it yet. And so he turns to Barbara Gordon, he's all sad, and they fall in love, and this and that. Okay, by the end of the movie, Robin is so, so upset, so defeated by all these other criminals that he's having to take on while... Batman, Batman is just is focused, focused on, on one, per- one person. He dies. And it's the you Jason Batman. Todd. I, no, I killed Robin. Oh, okay. Robin okay. dies. Robin dies. Mm-hmm. And when Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne Batman finds Batman. this out, he automatically thinks, well, this has to be the the Riddler that the Riddler. Does, did this. So, so he summons... All his all brain his power, power, all his detective power, and he finally brings Bring down, down Edward Nimmer. But at the very end of the movie, he gets the Robin suit in the mail that says, The joke's on you. And it ends with the laughter of the Joker because, because in the, during the whole movie, Joker was the one controlling the Riddler so he could just mind fuck Batman and kill his best friend. The end. Drop the mic. Bitches, y'all are done. Well, you can pick that mic back up, buddy, because <laughs> I that is just utter chaos. Are you serious? I, I Where were you going? Where were you going? T- I still have questions about the title. Into the night. When you right. go into this, the this night. This is how you, because you're diving deep into why he's so, so 
into the, the night. Way he is oh, in BBS. okay. The uh, psychological aspect. I, I, I got it. Oh, uh, yes. I, or you could take it literally and be like, "What are you sticking into the night? <laughs> is he getting stabbed? Did the Riddler stab him with his question mark cane? Because, I kept thinking that the entire time. I was like, "Okay, no, because, he's gonna go into the night." Because first of all. You know, when you find out that the Riddler is the main villain in this, what is his biggest? What is the Riddler's biggest thing? He, he riddles. He's, he gets into the mind of people. Mm. Shouldn't it be into the knight's mind? No, because that's just dumb. That's too long. Oh, okay, okay. I thought that was dumb. <laughs> I mean, okay, and then. So Joseph Gordon-Levitt is your Jason Todd. Wasn't yes. he John yes, Blake in Dark Knight? So did he change his name again? Because his name is Robin, technically. So he changed it to John Blake because he doesn't like the name Robin because, you know, this who is does? a whole new thing. And then you know, screw whatever the Dark Knight series did. But see, you can't do that. You can't cast. Yes, you it's can. like it's, it's like saying, my world. I can do whatever. I it's want. like you casted Michael Caine. As Commissioner Gordon, when he had just played Alfred for three movies, that's not how that works. The Court of Owls has just gathered together to dissect into the night, and they Who didn't is like the Court it. Of Owls? They said Nobody that that knows. movie is not Nobody gonna cares. get made, and they sent Deathstroke out to take you know whatever psychological head games the Riddler was trying to play and just like crushed him and then beat the crap out of <laughs> Jason Todd. John Blake, uh, Zippity Doodah, or whoever was playing Robin in your movie. I'm sorry, Chris, but I, I have to say that the Batman still reigns supreme. No, I was kind of worried there because you were so confident that uh, Dude, that your Batman movie was going to be the best, and it is the best. Come on! But I have a feeling that mine's going to be the highest grossing Batman movie of all time, and. Uh, and that's without Why? The Rock and Kevin Hart as Batman because, and Robin. Because, because you directed it? No, you don't even have a director. You don't even have an actor that's going to play your main villain. That is I do, too. I do, too. I absolutely do. Kevin Hart? <laughs> no, that was a joke. <laughs> Robin is not was anywhere near my joke? movie. Yeah, that was the joke. Um, no, I mean, you could have Christoph Waltz in there. He's a good bad guy. He's a good bad guy and everything. He could be the head of the Court of Owls. Oh, my gosh. That just hit me. Yes, Christoph Waltz. You know, you can put – Chris, uh, I can't do Christopher Walken because he was in Batman Returns. And I just gave you flack for recasting, you know, actors into different characters within the same – you know, because you could do it if you're doing a Marvel movie and going into DC and vice versa. But, well, I guess you could do it within Marvel. Chris Evans does it. You know. Yeah. Ben Affleck so did it. It has been done. <laughs> That's true. You do have a point. You do have a point. So, um, yeah, I guess we're going to leave it into the trusty, capable hands of our listeners as we go into the listeners' minds. Right, I think that's. Right. Uh, I think that's it's, kind of your theme. It's like it's like section. I like it. I like it. So, yeah, I mean, that makes sense because if they do watch your Batman movie, they will be asleep. So they'll probably be dreaming of a better version of your Batman movie. (laughs) (laughs) Which is yours? (laughs) Exactly. Yes. 
mine is so deep and rich in story that you have to go within a dream within a dream to find it. Oh, because mine has no story. Mine is a total mind F from beginning to end. Yours is an episode on your wonderful Gotham TV series, if you ask me. (laughs) Jeremy, what about you, man? Where do you sit in this? Uh, I already know an R-rated Batman live-action Batman movie won't probably ever happen, but it would be nice if it did, and it would be nice if it's that. (laughs) Isn't okay, the Batman v Superman Blu-ray rated R that's coming it's out? It's going to be, but what I read about it, it's going to be the tamest R-rated R-rated R movie you've ever seen. So it'll basically be a PG movie in 1975. Pretty much. Gotcha. Okay, so the only thing that Snyder's adding to it is just okay, so... a little more violence. <laughs> cool. All right, go ahead, Chris. Okay, Stephen, tell me this. Excluding your movie, between Jeremy's and mine, who would you pick? Mm. Well, I don't know. Um, I do love the killing joke. I do like the idea of them doing a live action movie. But I'm like I mentioned in my pitch, like I wanted to go the killing joke route. But I didn't because they're just releasing the movie. So that'll be really fresh into people's minds. And I mean, all things considered, I will say that yours is definitely, I mean, characters, you know, characterization aside, it's it's definitely out there. And it's definitely the most uh, interesting as far as its construction. (laughs) So, yeah, I'd probably I'd probably go with yours as much as I hate to admit that. But that yes. that being said, I win. Yes, I win, Jeremy. Well, I didn't say it was yours better excluded. than mine. I mean, cause... it is. Shut up, <laughs> Jeremy. <laughs> yours excluded. Who would you choose between mine and Steve's? Uh, I like the hush thing, but I just pretty much saw all that on Gotham this season, so I would have to go with you, Chris. Damn it, I should have watched God. I, I knew it. I didn't know what I'm was going on. Winning. Here. And you call yourself a Batman. Wait, can shut I go up. back and put Please. Egghead? Shut up. Can no. I go back and make Okay, hey, Gotham is not Batman. That's not true Batman. He's just a little kid. It's cuz you take his villains in there. It doesn't make it a Batman story. Does he dress up as Batman? Is he Batman? Avenge. The showrunners the showrunner no. said the very last episode, the very last scene, he's going to be in the suit. You know, I will uh-huh. say it's like Smallville because, you know, Smallville was a prequel to all of the events that transpired within the comics and in Superman lore. But as the seasons were continuing to go, they decided to in- implement all of the main villains. So Clark Kent's basically fighting Zod. He's fighting Doomsday. He's fighting all the most popular villains before he's even Superman. But still, Tom Welling was a grown man. Like, he's still basically superman without being superman this little kid this twerp who thinks he could be called bruce wayne is just running around there and acting like he's ba- like he's not batman that's not a batman story he's not me. doing any batman things this exactly is really focusing on jim gordon <laughs> exactly that's cool but it's not a batman story that like kind of 
that kind of, uh, you know, oh, goes it. with my, uh, um, let me get back in the recording here. Okay. All right. Okay. We're back. We're back. Okay. Um, um, okay, okay. So we're, so done, we're with done with all of our pause for sponsors. <laughs> pause for station pause for identification. Station identification. Which we have, we have no call no letters. letters. Anyway, anyway. Um, um, all right, all right. It is up it to y'all now because now we will defend our defend movies till we are, are dead, and there will, and there will be, be no, no winner, winner between, between us, us until y'all pick. pick. So please, so please vote. vote. Only one vote per person. I mean, uh, my last only one uh, vote uh, per Chris claim or even pitch to the audience. Want to vote more than one time. If you want to see the best Batman movie, um, you will pick uh, the Batman in this one. In this one, and we'll see. 